Welcome back to the Wide Angle Podcast. My name is Mark Steiner, your host, and today I'm joined by my guest, Ryan Pham. Ryan, introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Edward. <laughs> I know, I'm getting high. I'm Ryan Pham, and I am a freelance cinematographer. I am currently residing in North Carolina, and thank you, Mark, for having me on your podcast. Thank you for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You and I have become friends over the past couple of months, weeks. It feels time flies. I, I want to say months, but I I really feel like in maybe weeks. I want to say months too because it feels like I've known you for a while, but it, it could very well be weeks. But it's kind of we've been following each other for a while, but right. uh, I feel like the friendship has blossomed in in recent times. Um, so I'm That's excited fair. for that. But you are a kind of like a jack of all trades. You've done everything and anything. <laughs> and I, I keep learning more and more about you and what you've done. So you say you're a freelance cinematographer. Do you have yes. a niche in cinematography or are you also a jack of all trades when it comes to that as well? I obviously I want to to get in to feature length films, what I feel like a lot of folks do. Um, I really do enjoy directing, uh, you know, being a, a DP is something I enjoy just as much. I'm still kind of trying to figure out my way in, in a lot of it, you know, because I've very, had very limited amount of experience working with crews and working on sets um, and, and, you know, working on actual productions that isn't just a solo, like, run-and-gun job. Um, so I think I'm still trying to find my way in it. So I, I can't specifically answer that question quite yet to give me a year um prior to some engagements that i I, i'm i have planned uh i can probably better answer that for you so right now what what is what are your jobs consist of like are you mostly doing weddings are you mostly doing music videos are you doing short films or stuff like that or is it just everything i think it's pretty split right now weddings predominantly just because that is what I'm able to land in the area. And that's what I started my business off of because I saw that, that it was a pretty solid market to get into and it, it was is. consistent and reliable in terms of income. You know, money is not necessarily the most important thing, but it is important at the end of the day. So I realized, exactly. well, I do need to make money. Bills. Yeah, I do have to pay bills. Uh, so that's kind of what I got into. And I'm already, even though, so I guess to backtrack a bit, I've been doing it for just a tad, just a few months over a year now, as far as being um, a full-time freelance cinematographer. And I mean, I love it. You know, I, I made like a, I made a small vlog about just talking about the experience because I made one previously going into it, you know, and, and given all of what's going on right now in the world and not having jobs all of my jobs being pushed back and or just canceled completely i still wouldn't give it up i mean yeah does it suck that i don't have income right now yeah but at the same point now like i i wouldn't forfeit this just to switch careers and work a different job you know well you being a creative as well you're finding other ways to do it i know you recently started a youtube channel or not recently started but recently started putting more effort into your own your own brand not necessarily at a portfolio anymore right right i mean i have my website as a portfolio of course i i just you know youtube's a great site to use for hosting and especially because i've had it for so long i don't usually 
have too many issues with which strikes and whatnot usually it just kind of comes down to oh hey this is copyrighted info we're going to just give you the heads up and all the proceeds and monetization are going to go towards the owner of this such and such and i'm like okay that's fine i don't really need money from it but okay cool now i'm like oh this is like you know with all the downtime a great way that i could make or excuse me provide insight for for other folks you know be able to just do really whatever i want you know quite honestly um even even though i have so much time though it's just still funny having the consistency of it all so i mean kudos to anyone who does youtube and does it on the weekly or bi-weekly or whatever consistent schedule they have it because i've just been struggling because i have like three videos already like about halfway done i just haven't got around to finishing them it does take some effort for sure but i think for me especially youtube is that creative outlet that i have 100 percent control over and no client is telling me oh i need you to redo this or i need you to re-edit that or i don't like the color grade there or i don't like the music choice there or i don't like what you did there like for me that's so frustrating when you put hours and hours and hours into editing a video and the client's like nah this is not good at all change it completely and you're like that was the best part <laughs> yes that that does hurt a bit um and i can understand i think my i guess reserve in a way over it is lack of confidence i guess i'm a bit self-conscious in a way and sometimes i i don't feel because maybe it is confidence i don't feel confident putting out myself speaking in front of camera sometimes or i feel like sometimes it's like repetitive or invalid and yeah, I think that's, you know, my personal self-doubt and then maybe that's something I need to get over. I mean, probably is something I need to go over because I have that in a lot of other regards. But Would you consider yourself an extroverted person or an introverted person or somewhere in between? I am. Every time I take the, uh, what's the, uh, what's the test? The, uh, the Myers-Briggs, not the Myers-Briggs, there's another one. It starts with an E. Um, I can't, it's, it's, it's eluding me right now, but... Um, another personality test. I usually get a bit 50, 50 about each time. Usually it's like 49, 51. So you're, you're an ambivert like me. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I think most days given it's, I, I would probably choose to be an introvert, but I know to the majority of the people and the majority of the public just on social media alone, I am definitely come off as an extrovert extroverted, person, which is very interesting. Yeah. yeah it yeah. throws people off. But I found that most creatives are introverts which is very interesting it is um and a lot of people deem introverts it's like oh that means you're shy it's shy and introverted doesn't they don't necessarily mean the same thing they're not necessarily cinnamons yeah they can they they can be mutually exclusive um you can be an extroverted introvert it's all about like how you recharge and what you prefer like i am very comfortable in you know smaller groups and i can get comfortable in bigger groups if i need to and i can express that if you know like when i'm hosting a meetup and 100 people show up you know i'm in charge i'm like all right i gotta be an extrovert today and then for the next week i'm like all right i don't want to talk to anyone because that was my social battery for the week and i'm good but i can bring it out in those situations but uh yeah you know like sometimes you just want to be alone and chill and edit which is perfect right and i i definitely agree because i, I was 100% an introvert growing up um and that's one of the things about doing this craft that i am grateful for is that it's in a way forced me 
obviously for the better to be more extroverted to really be able to socialize and to learn how to talk to people because that's something i always enjoy doing and something i'm comfortable with once i'm comfortable with that but getting out of the comfort zone to go out of my way to you know break the barrier and get to know people and ask questions and try to figure somebody out that i've never met before you know it's like like you know like you said it feels you know our friendship has blossomed and i noticed that like that's something again another thing that i'm grateful for is that i've gained this ability where you know the the friends that i have made within this past year i mean it feels like i've been friends with them for i don't know how long and i've only known them for a few weeks at a time you know i i like that idea of being comfortable with people and being able to open up and learn about so much with them without even knowing the name sometimes because that happens yeah no that's the thing you know that you know their handle but you don't know their real name and then you meet them in person you're like wait are you at and they're like yeah that's me and you're like oh my god oh that's even better i was just even speaking under the pretense of just strangers completely you know just traveling and just sitting next to somebody on a plane oh okay complete strangers okay okay right you know like the last time i went or i came back excuse me the last time i traveled which was before all this happened I went to Utah. I mean, I had a whole conversation with the guy just about his entire life, you know, and the, luckily because I forgot my headphones, <laughs> so I was just staring out the window, but he was nice enough to hold conversation with me for the whole three hours. Never met him. That's, wow, that's a long conversation. Yeah, and I mean, it was it was great. I mean, the lady in front of us kept giving me weird glares, and I don't know why, because she had headphones in, but I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I love being able to, to make connections like that and again coming back to all of this the the craft again i think has forced me to do that because i mean you know as a freelance uh as a freelance photographer or as any like solo business owner like you are your own boss so you have to pave your own way you have to be able to say hi how are you no exactly it's it's a it's a necessary skill that you have to have and that's what some people don't understand and like you when you start your own business you have to be able to communicate if you can't communicate your business has already failed right and i think that was something i was terrified about at first was it the was it you starting your business that pushed you for that or was it realizing that you needed that asset to succeed or was it just like you know what i enjoy this Uh, i think it was all of it they all kind of went hand in hand with me because you know my family's not from this country and so you know obviously as i got older i understand why they push you to do these more practical things that you might not necessarily lean towards or enjoy but you know they see like you know for me it was i was in school for nursing Uh, i was studying to be a nurse anesthetist and you know that medicine i mean that's practical like i know i'll be well off my i won't have to worry and i think that's what clicked into me when i got older is it's not that they wanted to force you you know you know i feel like most parents they care obviously (laughs) but you know i don't think it's a matter of oh they just want to see this path or they feel a certain way i think they just want you to be safe and comfortable and seeing that that's a for sure route and that like oh when he gets that job and gets or gets out of school with that and gets a job and he he'll make x amount of money and with that he'll be perfectly fine whereas getting into this it was scary because my mom was just like whoa no it's just it's it's the way of the parents wanting you know it's still a caring act they want their kids to be successful even when they're no longer taking care of them you know like that's that's what any good parent wants um and americans don't always realize that i found because you know, the very stereotypical, it's like you become a lawyer, you become a doctor. It's like, yeah, I get that. 
But there's a reason for that, you know, like <laughs> because they're very safe, secure jobs that allow you to survive. Exactly. But, I, you know, going back to your question. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, everything kind of played a part because I was very timid. I had a conversation with one of my best friends. Uh, he works for iHeartRadio. He's a he, he's in radio. Oh, that was redundant. <laughs> Obviously, he's in radio. He works for iHeartRadio. But um but his name is Dovi, or Dovi Das. So we're having this conversation, Dovi and I, and a lot of things that we think about kind of line up, which is nice. I mean, he, I consider him definitely one of my best friends. Uh, we've known each other for years. It's fifth grade. But growing up, being very shy and timid and in a way sheltered, not knowing how to come out of that box. It, I guess in a way, think about when you get assigned to, to working in groups everyone has their own workload and being in a lot of those situations you get group leaders and as I got older the more and more I was not put in the position of a group leader and watching somebody else do the work and realizing huh we could do it this way why are we doing it this way this is more effort frankly and or this is wrong I'm not getting it but not having that voice to speak up as we got older we realized okay Yes, it does take being a good follower to be a good leader. And I think we've served enough of that time to the point where we realize, okay, we have to be our own leader now if we want any voice or any any way to pave our own path. Yeah, any say in the matter. And, and so choosing something like any like a freelance job or, you know, like really any art, you need that. Doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted, you know. It, it, people display their voice in so many different ways but i feel like as if you don't have a sense of leadership or sense of drive you know those things that we learned that then we wouldn't get very far i've sat down with enough people and that's something i try to break down to them a lot it's that you know if you don't really want it you're not gonna get it and you know at the end of the day yes it does come down to how good you are too but that's not the most important thing that's not the only factor you know, if you don't think you're going to get it, if you're going to doubt yourself, then yeah, you're not going to get it because you don't think you will. Then they can sense that. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would they hire you if you don't think you could do it yourself? Like people, people can tell and first impressions are everything. You either give a good first impression and like you're real. If it speaks for itself, great. But that's they're not only hiring someone who is capable of taking beautiful photos or beautiful imagery and editing it properly. They're hiring someone because you're skilled, that you can communicate well, that you're the complete package, that you can walk them through the process and let them know step by step like what they're actually getting into. And that it's like it's the complete package, especially when you're on your own boss like that. As when you start a business, you need to have that relationship and be able to communicate. Otherwise, people aren't going to hire you. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And it's it's nice learning these skills, but it's also scary in fact because there's so many gaps at least for me, not having a mentor, because for me, I've always kind of, I've always sort of yearned for that idea of a mentorship. And I've always looked, and I never let it stop me. I always kept pushing, but I never really found it. I found people who've given me pieces of advice, and that's been nice. But I realize I've sort of lacked that, and I've always had to kind of figure things out for the most part by myself. You know, and going back to like wanting to do YouTube or, you know, things like, like what I mentioned to you, wanting to bring on other folks and have sort of a podcast where we provide insight in different artistries or different lines of work. 
that's something I want to do is to be helpful because I recognize a lot of people are in my boat and a lot worse where they don't have resources and they don't have people to talk to or they don't have a mentor. They don't, some folks, you know, don't really even know where to start looking online. I mean, you would think using Google is a common sense thing, but sometimes it's not. And I'm not going to fault anybody for that. But, you know, and even as far as like terminology, sometimes you can't find what you need to know if you don't know the right words and you won't ever find it. But yeah, that's, that's something I was always kind of yearning for. And I guess having the drive myself has forced me again to continue to push my boundaries and become better because again at the end of the day all these things that I have I can credit from being a freelance cinematographer working for myself they all make me a better person at the end of the day because it's like oh yeah my my communication skills are better you know my my marketing skills are better uh so on and so forth yeah no exactly like when you have to be the complete package and you constantly work on that even if you don't realize you're working on it just going through everyday life and doing it over and over and over again you just get into the rhythm and you automatically get better at it and that's the thing with like anything you put in the work you put in the time you put in the practice you're going to get better whether you realize it right off the bat or not but you'll look back like five years from now and be like wow i've really gotten better at this because i've just continued to keep doing it oh yeah and man that is the best feeling when you're able to look back at some at old work old pieces and just like you're like man i made that or even recognizing for me i always look at it the opposite way where i see myself consistently at the last spot that i was at always wanting to work towards the next so once i get to the next spot and i see what i made i'm like wow Man, like it was only six months ago. I wish I never thought even, you know, that I would be able to make something like this, you know? See, I think that's a very healthy way of looking at it because I think far too often, especially in the creative niche, people are always like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm comparing myself to this person with millions of followers and whatnot, and their work is so much better. And I just, what, what chance do I have? But I think people need to look back on their own work and go back, you know, six months, a year, three years and be like, wow, you know what? I've really come a far way and I shouldn't be comparing myself to other people who have been doing this for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, because, you know, 40 years ago, their work was the exact same as yours right now. You just have a different perspective. You need to focus on your own journey and look at how far you've come and realize that you're actually moving forward at a faster pace than you could have ever imagined. Right, and that's that's the even crazier part too is sometimes it's okay to play the comparison game, I feel like. you know, um, Out of habit, I do it all the time. And sometimes it does get you down because I can't help but look at some somebody else's work or seeing where somebody else is at and just being like, man, I want to be there, but I think it's having the initiative to say, no, I'm going to be there. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Right, because I tell people all the, all, like, all the time, it's, in a way, it's it's a mind state. You know, if, if you, in anything in life, I tell folks, like, yo, if you stop saying if and start saying when or maybe and saying I will, or, you know, having that certainty and correcting yourself every single time, you start to trick your brain into thinking, though, like I like literally won't be able to do it without. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's those micro changes that make the biggest difference because you go from, oh, I don't know if I can do that to I know I can do that. And it's, it changes your whole perspective on life. And it sounds so cliche and super hippie, but it's like when you start catching your little 
microaggressions where you're putting yourself down and you start switching them to, you know, smiled positivity or even just neutral, things start to change. That confidence begins to grow. And it's it's mind blowing how much of a difference that small change makes. Yeah, no, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's I mean, it's been nice because that's exactly what I did uh, to myself. That's exactly what I did to myself going into being my own boss. That that year lead up, I told myself, okay, I think I want to do this. Okay, I want to for sure do this. But like the third or fourth month of the year and then like halfway through the year, I'm like, no, I'm going to quit this job. I think I'm going to start next year. And then I think by the like a few months before, I'm saying, nope, this is happening. This is the deadline. Looking at my bank account saying, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, but I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't care where I'm at financially. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be it'll work out and sure enough it did because how i did it too it's i like having reassurance in this case my reassurance wasn't necessarily a backup plan but it was it gave me some sense of comfort so i tried to work jobs that allowed me to build a skill set so that no matter where i went i could pick up a job you know so service industry and i was a server bartender you know i've done construction work and carpentry uh i was a barista I've done a lot of small ends, uh, small odds and ends here and there. And, and this is where the jack of all trades thing starts to come in that you, you've literally, there, there isn't one industry you haven't touched. I was going to say, I think, well, so I've worked retail. I've worked at a plant nursery. I mean, I'm sure there is. I've worked enough, like I said, just so I know if this doesn't work out, I can at least find and hold a job that would pay decently enough for me to figure myself out again. You know, obviously it's not something I want to prolong, but just in case, because I didn't want to make a backup plan. I didn't like the idea of a backup plan because the thing with backup plans is you end up focusing more on your plan B. You're, you're setting yourself up to fail. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Because you're saying this isn't going to work, but you know, it might, I guess, but this is what I'm going to do. You know, it's, it's, this is always going to be here. So I'm, I'm going to come back to it. I didn't want that. You just, you were like, this is, this is the goal and I'm going to make it happen. And what was the, was there a specific moment you remember that you're like, you know what, this is, this is it. I'm going to make it happen. Like what was going through your mind when you were like, I am going to start your business, my business. Mm. Before the fact or after? Before, before you, you, you were just like, you know what, I'm going to take the leap. I think what it was for me was having the inability to take all the job offers that I were that I was getting and all the gigs that I was getting luckily every job that I've worked I've disclosed what I do and what I want to do and so they were flexible but obviously a job's still a job and that's a responsibility and I won't fault to that and so when I couldn't get days off I respected that I understood I was like hey I've taken too many days off I let them know well in advance but sometimes you get those last minute jobs and those didn't work out and that happened enough times where I said, huh, I think I can sustain myself. I could be doing this as my full-time job. Right. And I just, you know, I was smart about it. I did the math and calculated roughly how much I would make. And I always try to round down. And even on on that, I was still, you know, able to say, oh, you know, I, I think I make enough. I think I can get by. And then after the fact, it was nice, you know, because I had a month of downtime. I, I quit that job. Uh, the plant nursery was the last job I worked. I quit that in November of 2018 and had like a month just to kind of relax. So I thought I ended up having a lot of things to edit. So those things to fill in my time. 
but you know, things started to kick back in in January and I started getting a lot more jobs than I thought. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And actually I went through this whole thing of like, I got scammed. I mean, it's a, that's a story in and of itself, but, um, basically came short on finances and I was pretty much in a hole by in my, my third month in March. That was really scary. And I think for me at that point, my brain just, it clicked and said, you know what? You made it this far. You're going to be okay. And I think that came from reassuring myself that I wanted to do this so much. I, my brain was literally saying, you can do nothing else besides this. And yeah, I think that's the conclusion I came to. So I just stuck with it. And, you know, obviously it worked out because I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it up for anything. And there were a lot of moments like that because I tried to take the time to step back, if not every day, every other day, every week. I try to be really good about reflecting, you know, because not a day goes by that I'm not grateful for what I do. You know, I try to be very grateful about all of this because, you know, I, yeah, I can go back to school at any point in time, but not everyone gets a chance to do this. Not everyone gets good at it. Not everyone has a capability of getting better at it. And I thankfully do. And I also thankfully have an amazing group of friends who are just as motivated, just as driven. And, you know, they don't do what I do, but I can bounce off of them and, and kind of feed off of that energy. And it helps me push myself. You 100% need to surround yourself with people who are in the same situation you are. Like, what is it? It's like the you're the summation of like the five people you hang around most. And you want to make sure those people are go-getters that you like are accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish so that when you start accomplishing those things they're not holding you back they're pushing you on they're giving you the advice to move forward and they're they're cheering you on but uh, helping you as well i feel like i went through this metamorphosis of people that i had to cut out of my life because they were like this is dumb like what what are you doing like this is never gonna work and i'm like well that sucks but this is what i love like i gotta do it and as you start just you know doing more creative things you start becoming part of the creative community and you find these wonderful people who are just like you going through the same things and you're like this this is the group of people i need like these are they give me energy like this is this they spur me on they encourage me they're there when i need them both for positive and negative like if you need some constructive criticism or they're like hey you need to rein it in on this part or that's having those like-minded people who are also achieving things that they want to achieve is very, very important. And when you find that group of people, it's just, it's so much easier and you're just so grateful. Yes. And I think another thing too, that I've noticed is that once you really start to accept yourself, because I, I didn't, you know, for the longest time, maybe up until like a two, a year or two ago, you know, when you have that good energy and you know what you want to do when you're confident, that resonates so well. And when you're able to have a conversation with someone and they ask, oh, what do you do? They can pick up on that immediately. It doesn't matter if they don't agree with you. I mean, you know, some people are stuck in their ways and that's fine. They're the exception. But the majority of people will be like, man, I don't know anything about that. But you sound like you got it. Good luck to you. I may never see you again, but I just know that you're going to flourish and 
you know, you know your worth and you're going to do well. Exactly. It's all about those first impressions. And I think for a lot of artists, especially people who are starting a business, even even people who choose never to start a business, finding your worth is one of the most difficult things. And that's something I struggled with for so long. I mean, I'm still struggling to to find it. I wouldn't say struggling to find it. I'm still I'm still on the path to to finding it, you know, like fully. Because, you know, I'm in a field of work that I don't necessarily want to do. I mean, I did weddings for the majority of last year, and I love weddings. I mean, I have fun at them. They're easy. Everyone's going to, some people will fight me on that. Okay, I take that back. They're not necessarily easy. I'm just used to the flow of them. It's become easy for me. I know a lot of filmmakers who got their start in wedding videography, and they all... Most of them that I've heard hated it and they're like, I will do anything in my power to never shoot another wedding again. <laughs> Why is that? So I, okay, so, so I'll just give you my take on weddings because I can't speak for anybody else. Everyone is different and I've met so many different people, so I will not speak on their behalf. But for me, for weddings, I love weddings, generally speaking. I have a ball. I'm a dancer as well. So sometimes the extrovert comes out and... I just want to show off because, you know, people at weddings are like, oh, he dances. Oh, no, he's he's like, and like, I'll just my song comes on and I'll just bust out a few minutes. They're like, oh, you didn't you didn't tell us you could do all that. I'm like, well, you didn't ask, <laughs> you know, and it, it's just it's, it's just fun. But no. OK, but aside from that, I OK, so I love weddings. Uh, they are very repetitive. And I think that's the problem for me. I try good to I want to say vet my my couples, but I feel like I'm pretty good at well, good enough at reading people. I can gauge if this person's going to be a bridezilla or I, whatever the equivalent is for a groom. Um, headache, basically. And I haven't gotten, you know, knock on wood, I haven't gotten one. And I think that's what it comes down to sometimes. But I the repetitiveness of it for me in a way lack of creativity because i can only get as creative as my couple is willing to be and as nice as the venue is you know so that the repetitiveness of it is kind of what has been killing me um but again it's the most consistent thing and best paying thing that i can get around here i mean i've i've been hopping into more commercial work i've been well before this was supposed to start i was supposed to have a, a start up a job doing just weekly corporate stuff, you know, just to kind of feed that end of things. Uh, but that was going to be nice because right now I'm trying to do as much as I can to save up to move. But as, but yeah, with weddings, I mean, I think for me, it's just knowing how creative I want to be. Weddings don't exactly allow that. I mean, it's good because it's taught me so many things. It's taught me how to get out of sticky, sticky situations, do things on the fly to work by myself very efficiently um, you know, how to manage multiple things at once. But even doing all those things, I become limited because, you know, when you're on a production, when you're on set, like you work with multiple people. There's a reason why you have, um, like, well, you have a grip and you have a gaffer, you have a director and a producer and a DP, you know, everyone has their own respective role. And that's because each one deserves the attention. Um, otherwise, it's not going to, Sometimes I'll look out and I'll get destination weddings. Those I will take all day long. Because one, is an excuse to travel and it's great. And I get to see new places. 
Uh, I don't get those too often, though. Um, but, well, I guess technically, because a lot... If you're coming from a different area and you're going to a nicer venue, I guess you could label it as a destination wedding. I don't get too many of those. A lot of mine are more barns and mountains, which is great. I enjoy the scenery. But then again, at the end of the day, it's the same thing and I just get tired of it. The best way that I started thinking about weddings, I have yet to shoot my own. Oh, that's a lie. I kind of shot a wedding video. Uh, I was there. Oh, the one you asked me about, right? Uh, yes. So that was supposed to happen, but is being delayed because of the current situation that we're in. So that'll be happening at the end of the year instead of April, which is kind of a bummer because I was really looking forward to that. I was going to say, like, I first shot my first ever wedding video-ish. Uh, I was there as a second photographer, and then I was like, screw it. I'm just going to take some video as well. And I just, like, edited this little thing together. And I gave it to the couple and they were so happy. They were crying. They were like, we didn't have enough to like to hire a videographer. And this is, this is so good. I'm like, well, I'm glad that I could just give you a little something that you really liked. And, uh, for all the, like the first photogs out there who are crazy good wedding photographers, um, it was my friend, my, one of my close friends. And she was like, I don't really need you as a second photographer. This is kind of just for you to be a figurehead because they booked the extreme package and they they booked two people so i honestly need you taking zero photos because i got this but if you want to take some photos for your own portfolio or you want to shoot some video go for it so she was 100 percent on board i wasn't stepping on anyone's toes uh <laughs> but i was like yeah you know why not um so that was my f- mildly first experience but again because i was a second photog i literally just like showed up day of and didn't have to do any of the work to do that and then just shot the video and gave it to the couple and they were super happy but the best way i could think about after hearing from so many wedding videographers um why they didn't like it and again because what you said like the rep the repetition behind it is like i thought of like a teacher or like a pe teacher who has to teach one class and then they go off to their next class and then the next class comes in and the teacher has to do the exact same lesson plan for the different class but the different class doesn't know that the teacher's done this like a hundred times so for the poor teacher it's like oh my god i'm saying the same thing every day to like 30 different people but for those 30 different people, it's the first and only experience they're going to get with it. So you have to do a good job with it. Um, but I can understand why that can be draining for some people. Right. And I and I think, again, it, I'm okay with it because I really do enjoy weddings a lot. I mean, I'm a, I'm soft. I'm a sap. I'm a hopeless romantic. So when, they, when they're doing all those things, I'm just sweet. like... Dude, no, I, like, I feel oh, you man. on that one. That's so sweet. I did tear up one time. My friends, so. my friends always said that if I was a uh, if I was a candy I'd be a gusher and I was like you Ew. know what that's 100% right <laughs> it's like mildly like chewy in the outside but just in the inside okay that's not what I was going for they're like a gushy <laughs> I know, I know. kind of person because yes no I get what you're saying I'm definitely like I'm definitely teared up at at one couple because their vows are just like I was just like yo who are you like this is the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. It feels like I'm 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 in a movie right now. Yeah. No, and I think that those are the people who who do the best when it comes to wedding photography and videography because they genuinely care about every couple and they're like, "You know, I love love." Like, if you're passionate about what you're doing, it's going to show, you know? Like you want to be there. You're not just like, "Uh, this is another job." You're like, "I'm very invested in this job and I enjoy it greatly." Right, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, with that being said, like I don't hate it. I don't hate weddings. I think 
I'm just tired of them because that's, again, the main thing that I've been getting. So I just want to switch it up at this point because, you know, I want to be able to stretch my creativity because otherwise, you know, so, okay, so I want to move to Chicago. Like my plan was, my plan is for next year to do that. Obviously, it's a little bit skewed with everything going on because my plan was to. Yeah, so it might be pushed back a bit. I don't want to. I want to still aim for next year. If anything, I want to say push it back to the fall. But, you know, my plan was to have money and just work as much as I can, just take jobs and just save up and pay off my debt by this year. You know, every year I try to reassess and make new goals. So I have my short-term goals that I make periodically, but every year I have one big goal. And I also reevaluate what I'm willing to sacrifice on and you know, that differs, you know, like if we're talking about, let's say budgets, for example, it's like, okay, what am I willing to quote unquote, like do for free or, you know, do pro bono. It's like, obviously if there's some kind of benefit or if I like, let's say if it's a music video, if I like the music, then it's like, oh yeah, I don't care. You know, as long as you just pay for food, I guess, you know, I'm willing to stretch it because, you know, I have a great portfolio piece, you know, not everything people, I feel like get into a lot of these fields and expect to be paid high dollar off the bat when their work is very subpar. I mean, just through Twitter. Yeah, when their work is very subpar right. and they have nothing to back it up. They're like, oh, I can totally shoot music videos. And you're like, oh, can I see some? And they're like, ah, I haven't shot any. And you're like... Right. But just through Twitter even, you know, seeing a lot of people, and this is like, I mean, I don't mean any disrespect by it, but there are so many people that just are not good. But on the flip side... You have credibility because of the people you worked with or your marketing skills are great or you just, you know, you have a certain camera. People see those factors and they're like, oh, he let's let's yeah, let's hire him. And then it just continues a chain. And that's fine. I'm not saying anything against it because what works for you works for you. I don't want that. You know, I want to be able to like get better because like, I, I wouldn't be able to personally make work and flip it and just be like oh, this is the best thing i've ever made it's the best thing out there when there's clearly a video posted right below that that's just like <laughs> leagues ahead of where you know i could ever imagine it be yeah no and that's the thing about being a creative is that like i feel like none of us are ever like all right i made it we're good we're set I've, i'm this is the best i'm ever gonna be it's like no 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 we always are trying to improve in some way right the folks that make it at least yeah and i think if you're not then that's where you become stagnant and or comfortable. And once you become comfortable, it's that's it. You're not going to grow. It's over. Exactly. You're not growing anymore. And that's where I f- that's why I want to move is because I feel like living in North Carolina. I, I I basically I basically want to expand my reach, you know. And I feel like getting into getting deeper into that that field and getting into the industry. I won't be able to do that where there isn't one, you know. Like there's no high demand for. I feel like personally, I, there's no high demand, and if not, then a budget really for, for for video or for video folks, you know, for cinematographers or what have you, and you know, I, I'm not to say that I wouldn't come back here or that I hate it here. I mean, I love it here. I'm I'm born and raised from you know the capital, um, Raleigh, and that's fine. But I just I don't like the idea of being comfortable. And I, this is a very, very comfortable place. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that's not for me. That's, I, you know, like I said, you know, if you're, if I feel like if I'm comfortable, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm going to grow. And I, 
I just, that's all I want. I said, I want to continue to grow and continue to get it better. I don't, maybe at the end, I don't necessarily care what my role is, but if I can, you know, make a piece and be satisfied with it, I'm happy. I think the, the last music video project that I did, um, that, that's the first time I had been that ecstatic over a, a piece of work that I've made since, uh, I think probably a year. Cause I, I started a solo project that I need to finish quite frankly. Uh, but I, the first one's out. It's actually the one that's pinned on my profile, um, on, on Twitter, but, uh, it's just like a short, short personal piece of mine. It's a four part series. Only I was one out, but that was the first time I was like, wow, I made this. This is the second time I said, holy, holy crap. Like this is the level I'm at. And I, this is nowhere near where I wanted to be, but I am here now. No, I remember watching the music video you put out and I was just, I was mind blown. It was so good. Which one? The one I just recently? Yeah. The one you just recently put out. And I was like, dang. Oh, so <laughs> that's not even the one I'm talking about. Oh my about. God. That one I was, ha okay. So I guess then three instances, but that one I was very happy about, but I actually, I can send it to you. Technically it's not done because there's a part in there that she didn't like. And I agreed to it because we were talking about basically adding in another scene and using that as replacement. And I was all game for it. The problem is that everything's way pushed back because she wants to use it as well upon her EP release. And obviously can't, you know, go out too much with quarantine and social distancing. So can't exactly get the rest of that film. But no, it's like, the the music video that you did put out and that I did see, I was just like, oh my god, because I just finished my first music video ever, and I look back at it, I'm like, I have such a long way to go. It just, it was an experience. I learned a lot from it, and the person that I was shooting with, um, it was it was a really good first experience, and I was really happy with it. I learned a lot, uh, but I look back at that, and I'm like, I I have a long way to go. Right? Did you do it? Uh solo or yes completely okay. solo <laughs> okay i mean that's that's kind of like the name of the game if you're doing music videos when you first start i mean music videos aren't necessarily the genre of work i want to stick to it doesn't typically pay very well at the beginning and it's hard to land stuff that i want especially being someone who's so inclined to music i'm very picky and I hate that. Well, I think you have to be picky if you want to find the right client and be passionate about the work you're going to be doing for them. Right. Because if you're not passionate about it, if you don't enjoy it, it's going to show. They may not see it, but you can tell that there was a lack of effort. And I am guilty of that. I will admit like, there's a few pieces that I've done where I'm just like, look, we just got to get this done at this point. You know, people were late. Things didn't go as planned. I said, all right, we're flipping the script. This is what we're doing. Yeah, gave them the end result and they're happy with it. And I'm like, okay, if you're happy with it, I don't care. But yeah, there there are times admittedly where I just have to just just call it and just get it done at that point. Take control, yeah. And that's where your your communication skills come in and your leadership skills there come in. There you go. This is the, that, that learning curve upon doing all of this. When agencies start contacting you and when they want something specific, if you haven't shot that genre, they're they're going to look the other way half the, more than half the time. Oh yeah, 100%. You need to have that portfolio. You need to be like, hey, 
this is this is actually what I do. Right. Like that's why it's good to have your specific genre because then otherwise people are just gonna be like, oh, he's just another video dude. It's like no, this is this is what he does. This is his look, and this is. It's difficult, like you were saying, to be creative when the client has a very different vision in mind, and you're you know you are. As you're your own boss for your own business, but when you're hired by someone else, you're no longer the boss. They are the boss. They are paying you for a service and you don't get, you get to put your opinion in there. You might have a little bit of a say, but the final say always happens because they are paying you. So if they say, you know what, this ain't working out. I want you to change this part. You can be like, you know what? I think this is a good part, but, and if they're like, you know what? I heard you. That's great. But this is this is not what I want. So you have to you have to listen to them. You can't fight them because you're being paid for a service and you're not the boss at that moment. And that's why I think for me, I really like having full creative control over YouTube because I don't have that issue when I'm the one creating all the content. Right, right. And I think depending on the field that you get into, like you start to get more say, obviously, because people hire you for your role and for your work, you know, but again, you're right at the end of the day, you're not the one with the the checkbook yeah you don't get the final say right and that's that's how it goes so that's that's something that i find a lot of people have difficulty with and i i also have had a little bit of difficulty with i've you know i've learned along the way but it's it hurts when you're like oh i love this one scene it's so good and the client's like nah you gotta you gotta cut that i hate that and you're like that's why they got those director's cuts exactly exactly (laughs) so sometimes it'd be like that but ryan you wanted to say that you wanted to start this little mission to to educate people about starting a business and be the mentor that you didn't have. Can you enlighten us with a little bit of wisdom uh, that you would tell yourself, you know, five years ago from now? Five years ago. Who was that? Hold on. (laughs) Let me think. What would you, what would you tell someone who's up and coming or is thinking about doing this? If you have time to think about it, just do it. (laughs) Like, honestly, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm so guilty of it now still. Like it, being lazy quite honestly like for lack of a better phrase i mean don't be lazy it's so easy to be lazy do you think it's laziness or do you think it's fear i think they play on each other sometimes because you know one of one of my favorite dancers his uh it's name he goes by cloud uh, b-boy cloud he won the i think 2007 red bull bc1 but daniel campos he is Actually, now into cinematography, he works as a director, if I'm not mistaken. His, his work is pretty good. I, I was actually kind of interested that he got into that and that, that that's what he wanted to do. He also makes music as well. Uh, so very well-rounded dude. Again, amazing dancer. But um, he, uh, he actually had a TED Talk one time. And it was very interesting. You know, I'm probably going to butcher this entirely. You know, but it's the idea of a fear. You know, people are scared of this idea of fear, where fear is really something of, of, a, of a companion. Fear is something that you should look at as a friend, because a good friend is someone who's going to push you and challenge you. And, you know, I think that's what, what fear does. It, like, it, it pushes you to not be comfortable, because the second that you're comfortable, you know, is the second that you choose to be confined and... And I guess, you know, if, if speaking from from my standpoint, you know, give up, you know, I'm, I don't want to be comfortable. So I, I think it took me a while to be okay with the idea of fear, but not everyone can think like that, understandably so. And so that fear, you know, forms into doubt and that doubt leads to, you know, doing other things and 
just avoiding whatever it is choice or responsibility that would allow you to do something more or get to where you want or do better and just becoming complacent and ultimately kind of becoming lazy you know because you get discouraged and it's so easy to get discouraged it's so difficult being able to push through and saying you know what i'm probably gonna suck you know i know i will suck at this at first but i'm going to get better i'm going to become good and i don't think anybody should ever say that you know they're the best i think if you're doing that you are putting a ceiling above your head and you're not allowing yourself room to grow but being able to continuously look at yourself and say i'm going to get better i'm going to be a better me i'm going to be a different person and keep pushing um you know with the fear you know constantly yeah like going farther and farther because it's the same idea so again like i mentioned i was a dancer or excuse me i am a dancer so i've performed plenty of times the feeling that i got from performing okay full disclosure i was on the step team in fifth grade (laughs) So I'll just use that as my first example. But the feeling that I got when I first stepped on stage in front of just like all peers and just like the student body performing like that is the same feeling I got when I was doing the talent show in high school for the first time in front of the whole school three times, which is the same feeling I had when I was on stage for the first time in front of a few hundred people performing with a group. That feeling never changes. The experiences and path that that you pay for yourself you know those roads that you take those are the things that are changing those those experiences and those new challenges those are the things that are changing you know and if you keep going down this road if you i feel as though if you can keep experiencing that feeling that's good because you're evolving you're you're growing i want to interject here one of my college professors he was a a radio host and he had the most wonderful voice for radio i can understand why he was in radio (laughs) you have a great voice for radio by the way thank you i appreciate that but this dude said like he had like a golden voice and i'm like dang this dude sounds good the thing one of one of my classmates asked him one day is like how how do you do this like how do you do this day in and day out like aren't you scared and he said you know what if you have butterflies going into the recording studio, that's a good thing. The day you don't have butterflies is the day you should quit. And that hit me so hard. I was like, you know what? Like, you can be a little like that. That fear is like excitement as well. It's like they all kind of meld there. And you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm here for the ride. And I'm excited to see how it ends. And if you're like, all right, I know how it's going to go. I know how this ends. I'm not really here. The excitement is gone. Yeah, I, I agree. You should quit if it's no longer that feeling of like, oh, I, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and sometimes I do forget when I'm when I'm on set or, or on a job or whatever it is, is, you know, I think the last time was when I the one that I mentioned sending you. It was it was a solo artist. I'm friends with her even. But I was just nervous because I think out of college, she she got into modeling and she made it big time. And so just with that, the, I guess, standard of work in my head that I wanted to portray was a lot higher. And I wanted to make sure that they came across. And so I was a bit nervous going into that. But, you know, something just like that or any other job that I've gotten reassurance for, it's like, well... There's a reason why somebody, yeah, someone hired you for their reason. Like you wouldn't 
be here if you didn't know what you were doing. We're doing, you know? exactly. And I think as artists, too often we put ourselves down. We're like, I don't deserve to be here right now. Like, I don't know if I, I could do this. I did like, And it's like, no, no, there's a reason why you've made it this far and why people want to hire you. As much as you can't admit it because you have low self-esteem, <laughs> which I think most artists do, I am definitely uh, in that box. But it's like you other people see what you don't necessarily see and that's a good right. thing. Right. Yes, and I, I think it's always interesting to like go back in some folks and ask them, you know, what was your first impression over over me? I, I have actually been doing that recently to some friends and it's it's it's, it's brought up very very f- interesting conversations, you know, cuz I mean just a lot of folks just off the bat they're like, dude, honestly, <laughs> I thought you were annoying as hell. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't blame you, man. Because I understand, like, for me, like, I, my, my forefront face is very open. Can, it's very, very extroverted. Not always loud, but a lot of the time is very extra. Right. And, and I'm not like that usually. D- to be quite honest with you, I'm actually very quiet for most of the time. And I've had um, two trips uh, one was with an artist, uh, his name is Pat Jr., and he's from our area. Amazing. You should definitely check him out if you haven't heard him. Um, he actually just released, uh, his music video the other day, so shout out to him. <laughs> but, um, him and my other really good friend, Lauren, that, uh, I went to New York with, <clears throat> there were points of the trip that I was just quiet, like, for the whole day. Well, sorry, I, for, I guess for him, you know, because uh, when we were in the hotel, you know, because he knows how I am when I post stories and stuff. I just I'm extra. And I'm stupid half the time in a joking way, you know, but he just looks at me. He's like, it's not what I expected. I'm just like, what? He's just like, I just I, you're just a lot more controlled than I, I, I thought you'd be, <laughs> you know, because he'd never been in a intimate like uh, setting with me before. And the same with her. She's just like, she's like, are you OK? Like. Are you, like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm totally fine. Like, what's up? I, and, you know, I actually had, to, I realize it now. Sometimes I actually have to disclose it to people that I'm, that I'm not hyperactive 24-7. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, do you want to see me post a video of me eating cereal and just editing on my computer, just staring at a monitor 24-7? No, I mean, I doubt it. You want to see the stupid stuff that I'm doing or just dancing or whatever. And that's fine. I get it. But sometimes I think it's interesting hearing people's, impressions and their their viewpoints oh yeah on you. for sure for sure so uh, it's just it's really interesting seeing those first impressions or those online impressions versus real life and it's really funny because for the most part what i've gotten when i've met up with people who only know me as an online presence they're like you know what you're you're exactly what i thought you would be and i'm like oh thanks I take that as a compliment, I guess. But I can, I definitely know people who have an online persona that's way over the top. And then in person, they're still pretty over the top, but not as over the top. That's a good thing. I'll take that. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, this is a little bit more bearable than I thought. <laughs> and it's, I'm not going to fault anybody. I understand people have different personalities. I think that was a, the, the turning point too for a lot of things in in my life and just how I view things is recognizing that everybody's different and everybody has their own lane. Cause you know, for me, for the longest time, I was like, man, like why are not, why are more people not wanting to do things for themselves? Like why are people 
you know, so, so huddled in their own bubble or, you know, so unoriginal. And then I realized, you know, well, everyone has their own lane and not everyone's meant to be a leader. Some people are prefer to be followers. And like, I mean, half the time I prefer to be a follower I don't think you can be a good leader if you don't know how to be a good follower. Um, but you know, some people like living comfortably and some people don't and realizing that there's so many different viewpoints and my thought process is not what everyone should be living by. Obviously not to say I was, I was like that heavy, but sometimes, you know, you start to question like, Oh, this is right. Like, why, why are you doing it this way? Uh, I think that was a very good turning point for me and realizing like, you know, this is the world and it, in a way, like it has its own hierarchy and you can climb it at different, different points um, but not everyone wants to different climb that. Different paces, different locations. Yeah. But yeah, 100%. Like, I, I don't know where I'm going. No, I think... You know, I'm, I, I have a direction, and I'm going in that direction. Exactly. And as long as you're forging your own path, that's what matters. Right. I think that is a good place to kind of end this conversation. I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on to the podcast. Where can they find you online? Ah, uh, so... The one thing that most folks don't like to go and click on is the website that sits in the bio of about most of my social media. <laughs> uh, so RyanFanFilms.com is where you can find majority of my work. My social media is actually pretty uniform now. I spent like two weeks trying to get it all situated. All except TikTok because I do not count that. <laughs> but it is just... Yeah, TikTok is an interesting beast in and of itself, <laughs> but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but RyanFanFilms at Ryan Film Films for Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can search me up on Facebook too if you really want. I don't really use Facebook very heavily. I just use it to communicate with family every once in a while. But that's pretty much my uniform handle is Ryan Fam Films. And if you really want to follow me on TikTok, it's not Ryan Fam. N-O-T, Ryan Fam. <laughs> just, just so you don't get confused. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope to talk to you again soon.